the story is the top tier of the heap. That's absolutely the most important point. And you know, the arms race for technology, as you mentioned, that that matters, but it's not more important than story. And so if we get the right thing in the top slot, some of those other things can kind of find their way. Dublin Smartphone Film Festival, it's the Future Film Podcast, a show for mobile filmmakers and content creators designed to help creatives navigate the technical and psychological terrain of future filmmaking. I'm your host, Rob Fitzhugh, and in this episode, we chat to David Quint. David is the director of the award-winning Father Unknown, a moving documentary filmed on an iPhone 3 about a father and son connecting with the past. We catch up with David mid-chat as he explains the genesis for the project. was never my intention to put something together at least uh i'm a filmmaker by trade so stories are always kind of i'm always making stories i'm always thinking about stories i'm always watching films so that's kind of the way my brain works uh so from that standpoint i guess i'm always thinking about that but with regards to father unknown I did not think, uh, I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know if my dad would even agree to go on this trip. So in many ways, I think I was kind of just recording um, <laughs> recording an attempt to have this conversation with him in the beginning. And then when he agreed to go back to Switzerland to this orphanage, I thought, well, I have to record that. Yeah, I mean, it started I, now. So <laughs> he said, yes, I have to record that. And there's another aspect that I, I think is interesting that I've only realized since returning. And that is that um, the idea of me going on a trip with my dad, just the two of us, uh, I think was kind of, <laughs> was kind of daunting because what are we going to do? Sit there and talk to each other? You know, it, it was um, uncomfortable and I'm much more comfortable with a camera in my hand. And so I think kind of maybe subconsciously I thought, well, if I keep recording this, it'll kind of put a little bit of a buffer between my dad and I, and also uh, you know, when you have a camera in your hand, you can ask questions that you maybe normally wouldn't ask somebody. You can maybe pursue things that you normally wouldn't do without a camera. At least that's how I've experienced it. So in a way, having the camera kind of may, maybe gave me a little courage that I wouldn't have had without it. So it's funny that you say it because I was watching it today and I was thinking when I was thinking of, of questions like I, I could ask, I was thinking, I would totally bring a camera if I was traveling with my dad for that same reason. Cause I'd be like, well, I can put something between us. We always have something we can refer to. There's always something there for me to talk about that I'm comfortable with. 
and you're not left with just this kind of open air of what will we talk about. So when you, I was like, this makes total sense. This is totally what I would do. But I was also curious. It, it, it as you, I, w- I was curious. I suppose it, 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 it puts a barrier up. I assume for the emotional aspects of it as well, in the sense that. As you're saying, it's easier to ask questions if you have a camera, so it's easier to approach just conversation. And it also, I'd imagine, puts a little bit of distance between you. It's almost as if you're looking at it from a third-party perspective looking in, so you can be a little bit more objective. You don't have to get as emotionally involved. I don't know. I'm just assuming that that's the case. I think you're right, yeah. I um, think that's right. So it ends, you end up being able to kind of immerse yourself in a little bit more, but you're like, no, this is an interesting story. But you know, it's always going to be a story until. So I, 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 I have, I've always thought about putting together documentaries, but obviously, I, I've, I've never, I've never felt I had something to talk about. But I, I always find the idea of doing something so close to home strange. Was it strange because your background is filmmaking? Was it strange to be able to wander into this process that's so personal, and um, and to be able to approach it from a filmmaker's mindset? Um, you know, I don't think. I don't think I totally realized how personal it was um, because the other thing about having a camera is, you know, when, when you're, <laughs> when you're behind the camera, all of the energy is focused outward. It's focused at what you're looking at, the, what the person in front of the camera is saying, the attention really is not on you at all. And so, um, I think that ties in with what you were saying earlier. And uh, that's also why I think that it, when I came back and looked at what was recorded, I didn't think it had a, a whole heck of a lot to do with me. I thought, wow, this is really something interesting that happened to my dad. Of course, you know, I, I, it's about my family, but it didn't feel deeply personal deeply deeply personal while i was recording it it's only after uh, i returned and we set out to really figure out how to tell this story that it became more and more personal because uh my producing partner would say why why is this so important to you why did this matter to you so much why do you care so much and that sort of made me you know kind of return inward and go oh this is about me too. It's about both of us. And in terms of from your from your from your dad's perspective, he repeatedly says throughout the film that he's a shy person, or he references shyness. And um, how did you feel about the whole process? Because the reason I was asking is that the technical side is it sometimes it feels like you're, particularly the opening one of the first conversations you have, it feels like you're recording. Uh, I mean, the, the, the cameras down the table, it feels like you're getting whatever visual you can possibly get without having an intrusive camera in someone's face. How on board was he with this process or, or, or was, it, was it just something that you were kind of doing on the side and, and he was very much on his own journey? And at the end, you were like, hey, I have all this footage or was it? In the very beginning, the, the footage that you're referencing where the camera is sitting on the table and um, I'm asking them, uh, both of my parents are in the room and I say something like, you know, why do you think we never talk about this orphanage? Um, that was recorded in secret. That, okay. that, that wasn't, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I mean, you even hear my mother in the background say, um, is that running or is that this yeah. is being recorded? And yeah. I say, no. So I, I, I'm never really particularly proud of that moment where, uh, you know, an adult man is secretly recording a conversation <laughs> with his parents. It sounds creepy when you say an adult man. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. and then lying to them about it. It's, it's, um, uh, so, but that's how it started. That's, that's how that initially started because it was a subject that um, we couldn't talk about openly in our family. So I, I felt like, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like I had to, I had to record that. At least I would have evidence later on and I could say, well, I tried to talk about this and here's the proof that we yeah. couldn't talk about it. It's probably like also you, probably wouldn't maybe have, have, have engaged in the conversation without having the buffer of the recording there to have that whole kind of like, you know, while I'm doing this, this, you know, there's that, that element of, of, of recording that element of distance is like, right, I'm going to have this conversation because, you know, maybe right. from a narrative perspective, it's a good king off point, or maybe you can tell yourself all manner of stories that you want to just swipe right. up by having something there to allow you to do it. It's, it's always work. It's always, oh, this thing. And it's great then because by not telling your parents, you're, you're, you're genuinely getting an honest answer. Um, and that was the other question I had is that, uh, obviously you're, you, you're, you're recording your father throughout the whole thing. Um, uh, I assume then that he, 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 he was gradually more comfortable with the concept as it went on. Yeah. I mean, obviously after the, the, the point at which we decided to go to Switzerland together, uh, he knew that I wanted to record the whole thing. So, uh, it was really secret in the beginning for, for a, a single moment. And, um, after that, I was recording, <laughs> I was recording much of what happened every day. And I've seen this with a lot of other documentaries. The um, people get people, it doesn't amount to much when you record, it's just sort of something that's happening in the background. And, and in pretty short order, they, they forget about to it. it or or because they haven't seen it constructed together they just assume it's like hey look i'm you know i'm just doing this and they can't see it as a whole thing and, they, yeah. uh, and then when you add music yeah. and you start cutting it you're like oh my god there's actually you know a story here and happening here as yeah. opposed to the artifice that comes with filmmaking where you're you know standing from this camera standing from this light you know and and there's all kind of pomp um to to every single time you press record um, yeah and you, you know, making a documentary, at least the way Father Unknown was made, is there. There's no, uh, there's no judgment. There's no second takes. There's no conversation about what was just recorded. Everything that happens is just sort of captured, and um, you're on to the next moment. So there's really not any sort of thinking about what does this mean and is it good and did I record that and <laughs> yeah 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 that's all like. Yeah, that's great. I, I always tell people when we're talking, when they're talking about editing, I was like, you might record something, you might look at it, and you might think it's nothing. Wait until you, you know, cut pieces of it off, add music, and then combine it with something else. And then suddenly people are like, well, I thought it was nothing, but now it's something. Do you know what I mean? And even sometimes they might have something that's like, that that visually isn't great, but, you know, if it ties into the light, like, because you have a, you, the aesthetic you have, there's an aesthetic that runs throughout the entire thing that looks really great. It's like you put something over, I'm not sure what way you did it. Um, and and even though some sometimes you can tell that you're you're out and about and you're capturing footage in the fly, it always really ties into this kind of 
this whole look and aesthetic. I suppose the question I have, you mentioned you're a filmmaker. For those who are watching, your background before this, you were you've been making stuff well before this, and and this was just like a a side thing, or was there was this the impetus for more? If you know what I mean. Uh, no, I, I I've worked in the film industry my entire adult life. Okay. Uh, first as a camera assistant, and then as a uh, a cameraman, and then a director of photography, and then a director. Um, so I had done a lot, a lot of uh, professional work before this. Um, some documentary work, a lot of commercial work, uh, some feature work, a pretty broad cross-section. Um, a lot of aerial cinematography as well. So I did a lot of helicopter work back when uh, drones were not as prolific. Or, yeah. And so um, I had spent a lot of time behind the camera and felt pretty comfortable, although it usually wasn't an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what? There, there, there was funny thing, the stuff I noticed in it and I thought, and now I don't know if it's that, I remember there's a particular thing where um, where you're, you're, I suppose your uncle now, he, he hands your dad a photo a small little square photo and mm -hmm. then there's a shot of a hand holding that picture as it's moving around and yeah. i was like i'm assuming that's you taking you're holding it that's right yeah. and you but you you know i suppose you had the wherewithal to understand that you need a close-up of that small picture so i'm gonna get <laughs> it and it's gonna it's yeah. gonna look like it's my father holding it because that's what it looks like because the cut from your the last person holds you so to the audience for me watching it initially i was like oh it looks like your dad's. but i suppose a lot of people might not not necessarily have the wherewithal to think I need to get a close up of that. Um, well, yeah, you're right. Um, it's <laughs> you know up until the point in the film at which we realize that the next day we are going to get up and drive to <laughs> meet family we never knew we had. I didn't. I thought, well, I, I'm I'm just recording this and <laughs> who knows what will happen. Maybe nothing will happen. Maybe I will just save this on a hard drive and it will be a failed trip yeah, to Switzerland. Yeah. But the point at which that phone call is completed and we realize tomorrow I'm going to drive with my dad and we're going to get out of the car and I'm going to meet my uncle and see my grandfather for the very first time. That's the point at which I went, I think I might be making a movie here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need so, to start prepping some stuff. <laughs> I need to start thinking about like, well, you know, and that, and that's actually when the pressure increased because uh, I went, oh, well, we got to, you know, I need, here's what I need. I need the shot of the car driving up and then getting, you know, and that's mm. um, not the way the rest of the film was made at all. Uh, I just was in the moment up until that point so yeah it, it it changed i would imagine that that <laughs> also when we go back to our first uh question i imagine that also ties into this is an incredibly emotional moment for my for my family and particularly for my father and then suddenly from a your your director's hat is on so it, it takes you even one step out even more so suddenly you're looking at it from completely you know, constructing scenes and putting it together. And I know exactly what it is. So it's an easy way to, to, to lower yourself into that scenario um, and, and, and remain kind of stoic, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it raises all sorts of interesting questions. Um, you know, as, as a filmmaker, you're really trained to not be uh, involved emotionally with the subject matter. You probably are emotionally involved. We make things that we care about, that we have feelings about, 
but during the filming, <laughs> part of your job is to keep yourself out of it. But, you know, as this story sort of converges on that day, I realized how do, this is totally, how, <laughs> how can I not have uh, an emotional reaction to this? And so um, I was really struggling to like, there's really kind of two parallel tracks going. One is like, I just saw a photo of my grandfather for the first time. Right. Is it in focus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things are happening yeah. so quickly. Two sides of your brain uh, at war, one another, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's like... I did that it's funny because I, maybe if you're if you're if you have a filmmaking background or technical background, that's exactly how I would look at it, and I would I that's exactly how I would feel I would approach something that kind of emotionally driven. A again, from the perspective of my my family, wouldn't be very chatty either. So this would be a great way for me to lower myself into it, to put myself into it. So it makes sense for me uh, in that capacity. But in terms of 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 your creative background, but you shot it, you shot it on phones. And again, I assume that comes from the idea that you were just like, I'm going to film this or whatever I have. Um, I mean, yeah, was it just whatever was in your pocket and you were just going to grab whatever you could because you didn't. It was, it was an iPhone three G. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was my phone that uh, <laughs> I traveled, you know, it was my just daily, my life. Yeah. Phone. Um, I, if I had thought in advance about what I would, what I would have taken to film it, it, I would have tried to get the best possible camera and it would have been this big. Yeah. And that would have been impossible. I, I wouldn't have been able to record on the airplane and, and in the city hall in Switzerland. It, it really would have been a completely different film and people would have been much more conscious of a, of a, of a guy, you know, walking around like yeah, this instead of a guy just kind of doing this. Yeah. Cause it might've, I suppose to think of that, it might've changed, especially when you go and whatever, like your dad might've gotten comfortable with, but especially when you go and you meet like your uncle for the first time, if you were to wander in there with a camera and it would just be yeah. very surreal. It'd be like, and did you tell him what you were doing? Did you just like record, like hold your phone up like that and, because he gets very like there's something about watching people cry that he gets very upset um and yeah. he he seems like does he aware that you're recording him he, or is he is he is he okay with it he just seems to, or is it just the emotion overwhelms him in the moment and he is uh what happened is we <laughs> we realized that we're going to drive to their house and the brothers are going to meet tomorrow and we get off the phone and, I, you know, we're all just shocked that this is going to happen. And then <clears throat> a couple of minutes goes by and I realize I, I want to record this. I mean, the, the, I, we have to record this and I can't just show up and get out of the car <laughs> and have a camera rolling and not tell him <laughs> Why, what's yeah. happening. So we, you don't see this in the film, but. Esther literally gets on the phone and has to call him back and say, oh, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, we're recording yeah. some stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you left that part out, yeah. <laughs> David wants to record this tomorrow. Yeah. He Surprise. said, he said, no problem, so. I could have gone either way. You could have shown up an incredible load of makeup and everything like that and just been like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, just, and also, I was worried, you know, what if we call to ask and he says, he says I no. really don't want you to do that. I, of course, we would have, you know, I would have respected that. And 
there would be no film. There yeah, would be, be well, there'd be no ending. Well, it would not ending. There'd be no kind of yeah. You'd be missing yeah. that kind of part of it. Um, yeah. And just just out of curiosity, just when you mentioned the iPhone three, and it's just something I'm very curious about, especially with your background. Um, did the quality of of like did obviously we're about we're all about phones here and stuff like that, but you know did from a quality perspective an iPhone 3 did it bother you at all that the the quality of the image you were getting I mean or was it so were you were you so story driven and so what's going on that it, you didn't really care it's just I'll get to a second point in a minute I'm just curious that when you were recording were you thinking god I wish I could get better quality this or I um obviously everyone wants better quality but yeah I think there's two there's two sort of answers you know as a filmmaker you're always trying to get the best image quality you can you always want the best you, you always want to shoot it on imax if yeah, you possibly yeah. can and you know for for a variety of reasons you're working your way kind of down that food chain for different reasons technical and otherwise accessibility um, yeah so and, and you know the iPhone three was probably about the worst. <laughs> I mean, I I like like I'm very involved in phones, but if someone had me an iPhone three, I'd be like, ooh, can I? You got like even a seven? Just geez, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when this was recorded, that was the state of the art at the time. Yeah. I mean, that, that was as good. The iPhone was the, the best possible uh, choice, but I knew that. Um, uh, you know, I knew that that wasn't a, a, a high level technical way to go. When we got back and I started looking through the footage, that's when it really got difficult for me because, you know, it's, there were 50 other cameras that I could have taken that would have yeah. made a far better image, but I may not have recorded everything I recorded. So exactly. it's a little bit like, I laughed because at one stage you're you're you have a phone on the table that falls over and you use a camera to prop that phone up. Right. I don't, I don't think I don't think it was a, a, a like a, a, a that was just a, like a, a Polaroid camera. But I, I just thought it was funny because it was like you just dropped it over and you're like oh, I'll just use this as a prop to prop it up. But uh, yeah. no, the the only reason I asked that is that um, uh, the whole time you watch it, like like I, I mentioned, you, you seemed like you had a filter over it. It never occurred to me. Uh, the quality image never never occurred to me once uh, when I was watching it, and um, because you were so involved, the story didn't really matter. Plus, it also suited; it gave it this kind of natural, um, kind of raw type in the moment type feeling. So there was no artifice to it at all, um, and that was the only reason I ask is that is that sometimes um, it's changed a lot. When we started this years ago, there was a real uh, I I always found there was a sort of a, an equipment arms race, and there was a real techno. Um, this elitist vibe to technology as in like the best camera you had automatically meant you had a really good film. Um, yeah. And 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 oftentimes you'd have people arguing over cameras and, and no one would be talking about what your film was about or what the story was about. It was all like, well, I'm going to shoot it on this. I'm going to shoot it on that. And I was like, well, you're just going to have really good looking shit really. But right. the, um, the, so that's what I was curious about because I, I, I'm a big believer that no matter what you shoot on, if it's engaging enough, you do. I, I me as an audience member, and I have a background in this never once. The only thing I noticed technically was that it seemed like you'd put a sort of a filter on it or sometimes you'd, it seemed like it was vignetted or, or, or blurred around the edges a little bit. I don't know whether that's an iPhone 3 or whether that's something you didn't post. Um, but I, it was just very, um, 
authentic and very engaging. And I remember watching it thinking, God, if this was done on a camera, I'm sure it would look great. But like, would your father be as comfortable? Particularly that thing that happens in the middle where he wakes up um, oh, and, right. and, right. and that, and that's all. And that's very, that seems very like a very personal thing. Um, and I just can't imagine you would have time to grab a camera uh, and frame up something that looks great. I mean, that what happens in the center is 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 is, is something I've actually never seen before. Where I mean, has that happened? Has anything like that happened since? Just out of curiosity. No, no. No, it's just, it's something I've I've never seen before, and I was I was fascinated. I've never seen that either. Um, no, that happened that night. It happened for a longer period of time than you see in the film. Yeah, he was disoriented for uh, I don't know three or four hours. It's just, it's just incredible. It's like the mind is like this incredible thing. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I, you're kind of seeing his mind try and catch up with what's happening and where he is and all of the emotions of, of being back in this place with someone that he was with. It's, it's really kind of the whole uh, streams of his mind kind of colliding and trying to sort themselves out. Yeah, because I, when I when I see it, I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no, this is going to be like I was thinking, of, I was thinking of like that twist in Million Dollar Baby. You're like, it's a boxing movie. Oh no, wait, it's not a boxing movie. It's something right. completely right. different. I was like, right. I was like, oh right. no, it's going to be this. But obviously, then, but I just the fact that it kind of it's almost like an elastic that stretches and swings back. The fact that it goes back to normal. I was like, wow, I've never seen that happen I, to somebody. Yeah, me neither. And I was so grateful that it did go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like I, this. I, yeah. I, this, we may have to try to go to the airport and fly home. And if he doesn't know where he is, if he continues to not know where he is, that's going to be extremely difficult to get him back home. This yeah, disorder. Just, 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 just incredible how the, how the human mind works. Yeah. Um, and obviously then since you, you, you came back, you had all this footage. Is it then that you decided I'm going to turn this into a documentary and I'm going to put it out there Um and how was your dad with that whole that whole prospect of it becoming something a little bit bigger than originally intended? It was after after we came back. Well, but let me put it this way: as soon as as soon as we were on the doorstep of family we never knew existed, I said, "This probably will make a pretty interesting movie." <laughs> if if fyi I, before you go in this is probably gonna make a really good movie i i think so i mean yeah. of course it depends on what happens <laughs> between here and the end of this final day um so i felt a lot of pressure to uh record record everything that happened and of course was really hopeful that it would go well and and it did um when we came back it, it had been such an intense experience. I, I really couldn't remember what I had recorded and I had yeah. recorded so much. I mean, just whatever was happening was being recorded and, you know, the phone would fill up and I would at night just dump all that footage yeah. onto the laptop. And so uh, it, it took a little while of decompressing and then starting to think back through. And I thought, gosh, this was amazing. And this was amazing. And I hope I recorded that because I really couldn't remember. So it, it took a while to start going through those pieces to see, do we have what we need to sort of tell this story? And what is this story? Mm -hmm. uh, initially, and for when I say initially, I mean, for years, when we started to uh, 
lay out what the story was about. It didn't have anything to do with me. I was not in the story. There was no narration and anything oh, okay. that had uh, resembled me touching the camera or the camera shaking or that it was recorded on a camera phone, that was all cut out. So it was, we tried to take a much more straightforward approach like you would as a, uh, you know, regular yeah. filmmaker. Yeah, you're... And um, the story just didn't work. And so it, it kept pushing us towards what is this story? Well, it's what the story became, which is this is a son taking a trip with his father and recording it on an iPhone. So we need to see <laughs> the camera shaking a little bit. So we yeah. understand that. And we need to see um, the son kind of handling the camera at times. So we understand the way this was recorded. So it and took us quite a while to figure that out. So when did, and, and, and is that around the point then that was the, cause you did the animate, there's an animation part in it, which is, which is, which is really, really cool. And is that the point when the animation became some, well, we need to fill in this, this backstory or, or was that something you, you, you like, how, how would you originally, how were you originally going to show that backstory? Because you mentioned that you didn't have narration and things like that, or was that just not included? Uh, the animation sequence was something we realized pretty quickly that we needed. The story is the top tier of the heap. That's absolutely the most important point. And, you know, the arms race for technology, as you mentioned, that, that matters, but it's not more important than story. And so if we get the right thing in the top slot, some of those other things can kind of find their way would talk about it a little bit so it feels a little bit like a strange fairy tale kind of yeah. a dream like is this real did somebody make this up it seems old but i kind of get what's going on it's little fragments so um that was something that was planned fairly early on and eventually was filmed that was not filmed on an iphone <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that would be painstaking if it was and um, no it's 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 um no, it's just incredible. It's incredible moving. Uh, I've seen it twice now, and I think it's just incredibly moving. Um, but I won't. I won't take up any more of your time. I I really, really appreciate you stopping to have a chat uh, with me for the festival. I really appreciate showing the film the festival because I I think it's really good. And and it's a like as I mentioned there about about kind of this equipment arms race that people have. My camera's got to be better than my camera. My camera, and you know, it's a really good example of of a story. And um, that's incredibly moving. Uh, affecting story um that you know is filmed with accessible technology um, and that only uh, amplifies and makes it even more personal um which which kind of uh, is the the kind of cherry on top of what is already a very very powerful and very very um cool uh, documentary so thank you so much for uh, giving me a chance to show it and thanks for chatting about it oh thanks i i just gotta jump in and say i totally agree with um the story is the top tier of the heap. That's absolutely the most important point. And, you know, the arms race for technology, as you mentioned, that, that matters, but it's not more important than story. And so if we get the right thing in the top slot, some of those other things can kind of find their way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sometimes it, like I was, it's a, our debate we were having online the other day about the, the right technology for the job. And I do think if, you know, technology does matter. I mean, if I'm going to 
make a documentary about birds and trees, um, uh, probably doing it on a phone from 50 <laughs> yards away isn't going to really work out for people from a viewing perspective. But uh, I, I just, I, I remember, I, I'll give you an example. I remember somebody left a comment online in one of the groups and, and, and she was like, I'm a young filmmaker and I have a story I want to tell, but I didn't get funding. Is it, do you think it's okay if I use my phone? And I remember all the feedback that she got from people was negative. It was like, you'll never be taken seriously as a filmmaker. You'll know you'll only get into niche. Fest. And they sort of missed the point that she had a story and she wanted to tell it. And, and that to me was the most important part. And if it's the wrong technology for that story, that's fair enough. And maybe there's a learning curve there and she'll figure that out when she's doing it. But nobody, not one person in the 25, 30 people who felt compelled to leave a message, not one of them stopped and said, yeah, go for it, sure. Do you know what I mean? Just do it. And and it was all like, it was all about standards and it was all about reaching a certain level and you got to yeah. use this to get to here. And I remember thinking, wow, filmmaking seems to be the only art form where you're judged, uh, your art is judged on the equipment you use to make it. Do you know what I mean? It's never, you never, you never show someone a painting and they go, yeah, what brush did you use? And they go, well, I used, you know, this brush. Yeah, that's well, not a real painting because you didn't right. use this brush. And you're like, well, that's a bit strange, isn't it? Shouldn't, shouldn't my end result be measured on and and not and not how what I used to make it? But I I do think technology is important. But I think your film is a really good example of 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 none of that really mattering if you've got a really good good engaging story because the audience will just be like swept away with it. Um, and in the particular in the case of Father Unknown, you're it it only adds to it. Like when you're sitting there and you're dad meets his uh, half brother for the first time and uh, it's so kind of emotionally charged people are 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 in tears and i was thinking it's you feel like you're in that room with yeah. you feel like you, and everyone's so compacted together you feel like you're you're standing there in this circle while everyone's meeting for the first time i feel like you're one of them i think if i was on a camera you wouldn't get that same that same it would effect. Feel different yeah. yeah yeah so anyway thank I, you so much uh, <laughs> thank you and 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 um That's David Quint. If you want to find out more about David and his film Father Unknown, head over to www.fatherunknown.com. You are listening to the Future Film Podcast from the Dublin Smartphone Film Festival. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to connect with us, reach out to us on social media at Dublin Smartphone Film Festival or check out our website, www.dublinsmartphonefilmfestival.com. I'm Rob Fitzhugh and you've been listening to the Future Film Podcast.